Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, June 21st, 528 a.m. Central Time. Sharply higher trade in the gray markets this morning. December corn futures up 17 and a quarter at 614 and three quarters. November soybeans up 14 and three quarters at 1357 and a half. December Chicago wheat, I'm sorry, September Chicago wheat, I've got on my screen, up 17 at 725 and three quarters. September Kansas City wheat up 18 at 852 and a half. September spring wheat up 14 and a half cents at 866 and a half. We had some crop ratings out yesterday and they were down sharply. Definitely. U.S. corn conditions continue to deteriorate. The crop was rated 55% good to excellent nationally versus 61% last week and 69% on average. The amount of U.S. corn rated poor to very poor jumped to 12% from 8% last week. States with a good to excellent rating of 50% or below include Illinois, Missouri, South Dakota, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Texas and Colorado are the only states rated 70% good to excellent. Excellent or better. Illinois would be the one that really sticks out to me as being especially bad for a major corn growing state. 36% good to excellent in corn for Illinois. That was down from 48 last week. Missouri's pretty bad, 43% good to excellent, down from 47. Uh, Michigan is bad at 32% good to excellent in corn, down from 38. But you saw declines all over the place. Iowa went from 70 down to 59 in the good to excellent category. Minnesota went from 75 down to 67. Big drop in North Dakota. They went from 77% good to excellent in corn, down to 63. South Dakota went from 60 down to 48. Nebraska went from 61 down to 59. So uh, problems all over the place. The trade thought ahead of this report that we would see a 3% decline in the good to excellent category, and we saw a 6% decline. So the ratings were uh, much worse than expected um, in a lot of areas and nationally uh, in particular. What about soybeans? Very similar stuff. Right. Conditions also declined for soybeans. The crop was rated 54% good to excellent nationally versus 59% last week and 68% on average. The amount of U.S. soybeans rated poor to very poor jumped to 12% from 9% last week. States with a good to excellent rating of 50% or below include Illinois, Missouri, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Michigan. Illinois, again, sticks out here as being especially bad. Illinois, in most years, is your top soybean producer. 33% good to excellent in Illinois, down from 47 last week. That's a big drop. Uh, Michigan's terrible, 23% good to excellent. Missouri's bad, 44% good to excellent. Iowa dropped 10 points in the good to excellent category for being 66 down to 56. Um, Minnesota went from 75 down to 67. North Dakota in soybeans went from 64 down to 53. South Dakota went from 61 down to 50. So uh, just declines and, and poorer ratings uh, pretty much across the board. The trade expected a 2% decline in ratings nationally, and we got a 5% decline. So the markets, uh, row crop markets, are up uh, sharply on this news today, uh, kind of paired with the weather forecasts, I guess we'll get into that. Weather forecasts remain mostly dry for the central U.S. Corn Belt. Larger portions, excuse me, large portions of the region will see little to no rain over the next seven days. North Dakota, South Dakota, northern Minnesota, western Nebraska, and the U.S. East Coast will see the best rainfall. 
The latest Euro run offers some better rain chances for Illinois and Iowa late next week, although the projected amounts are minimal. The GFS also offers some better chances next week, but again, with lighter amounts. You look at this map and it's like the rains like circle around the central areas of the U.S. Corn Belt. Um, these rains that are in the Euro this morning, these come in at the very tail end of that 10-day period. You're talking like the 29th, 30th, J July 1st in that time frame. So I don't know if these are to be believed. And even if they're realized, I mean, that's like maybe an inch of rain at best uh, in total over the next 10 days, which is not enough. So the forecasts still look threatening. So you got a combination of a sharp decline in ratings paired with the forecast that still looks um, uh, threatening and uh, uh, something that will result in additional drought. This is all uh, friendly stuff this morning, the way the trade sees it. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. Joe, can you tell me about your video yesterday? Sometimes in some years when you have these crop scare events, sometimes it's a good opportunity to begin uh, looking at your marketing for the next year. So in this instance, we've got a crop scare as it relates to the 2023 corn and soybean crops. Maybe this is not a bad time to start looking at 2024, put a pencil to paper, how does this stuff budget for you? Um, the returns that I'm seeing in terms of the farm budgets on, on corn for 24 actually look pretty good given this rally. Soybeans are still not great, but a hell of a lot better than they were a few weeks ago. So we talked about that in yesterday's video. And then uh, in June and July on Sunday nights, or in this instance, it was Monday this week, Week. We do a pre-open weather update video. These go out about an hour before the markets open on Sunday nights. And uh, we talk about the weather, changes in the forecast, what it means for the markets. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, you get all the videos, morning newsletter, um, ton of stuff from us. Go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. This is a $50 per month subscription. You can sign up in about one minute with your credit card on your phone or computer. Uh, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, guys. Just a ton of info direct from us every single business day. So the EPA will announce biofuel blending mandates today. The Biden administration plans to require oil refiners to add more biofuels to the nation's fuel mix over the next three years. The plan includes lower mandates for conventional biofuels like corn-based ethanol. The EPA's initial proposal included 15 billion gallons of corn-based ethanol in 2023 and 15.25 billion in both 2024 and 2025. The reported finalized volumes have been reduced to 15 billion gallons in all three years. Soybean oil futures dropped nearly 6% on the news overnight. Okay, so basically what happened here is Reuters, I guess you could call it leaked, uh, the numbers that are going to be released today, and I have no reason to believe that these are not accurate. Um, without playing policy expert, the uh, soybean oil market absolutely hated this. It was limit down at one point overnight, board crush margins uh, down sharply overnight. So this uh, deal in regard to um, uh, conventional um, biofuels are sticking at 15 billion gallons for like three years straight. The trade did not like this. Back in uh, December, I think it was like December 1st of 22 when these proposals were out, bean oil did something similar. So uh, I don't know if this is going to throw a wrench in the works of this crush expansion, which has already had some issues. They've had labor issues. There have been some plans that have changed, uh, but this is, is something that's noteworthy. And uh, we'll probably talk about this again tomorrow once we have some more details and this EPA stuff is um, released officially. It, it should be today the way that it sounds.
U.S. spring wheat conditions declined. The crop was rated 51% good to excellent nationally versus 60% last week and 63% on average. The North Dakota rating dropped to 55% good to excellent from 67% last week. The Montana rating dropped to 40% good to excellent from 48% last week. The crop is 10% headed nationally versus 10% on average. The U.S. winter wheat crop is 15% harvested nationally versus 8% last week and 20% on average. Okay, so winter wheat harvest moving at a uh, slightly below average pace. Spring wheat is interesting. So you saw this decline in ratings, but at the same time in spring wheat country, you've got a whole bunch of rain headed that way uh, for the Dakotas, for uh, parts of Minnesota, especially that northwest portion of Minnesota, which is uh, their spring wheat country, Montana. So those spring wheat ratings could actually see some improvement here uh, the next couple of weeks if, of course, these rains come to fruition. U.S. corn shipments declined last week. USDA reported that 877,310 metric tons of corn were inspected for export during the week ending June 15th. The print was down 25% on the week and down 26% versus the same week last year. Accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are down 31% compared to the same time period last year. Soybean shipments increased 25% from the previous week, totaling 180 85,184 metric tons. Wheat shipments were reported at 237,820 metric tons, down 4.1% from the previous week. Nothing good here. You've probably seen your seasonal peak in corn shipments. That would be uh, my guess. We're probably close enough to USDA's target. They've reduced the corn export target for the old crop marketing year a couple of times. So I don't know if that's your big area of concern anymore. My area of concern now would be the new crop book of sales. And I suppose if the crop's an absolute disaster, um, we don't need to, to do a ton on the export market. But uh, your new crop book of corn sales, new crop book of soybean sales, they are uh, not very good at all, as we've discussed in the past. Russia is considering letting the Black Sea grain deal expire. According to a Russian news agency, Russia may let the deal expire next month, but is still open to talks with the UN. The news comes days after Putin met with African leaders to discuss the importance of Russian grain supplies to the continent. According to Russia, the Black Sea grain deal isn't alleviating hunger in Africa as originally promised. UN data shows 31 million tons of grain have been exported under the deal, with 43% of that going to develop countries. The Black Sea grain deal is set to expire on July 17th. Russia's worried about humanity all of a sudden. Yeah, people starving right. in Africa. Um, here's the statistics when it comes to Ukraine. USDA projects that Ukraine will account for 9.6% of global corn exports um, in the new crop marketing year. So that's a substantial chunk um, that can make a difference in wheat that projection is only 4.9% for what is now the current marketing year. So if this was all shut off, I would argue, as I have in the past, this is a bigger deal for the corn market. I mean, 10% of global corn exports. Um, and if the if the deal were shut down, I don't think the trade is concerned about this. If it were to shut down, the, those numbers don't go to zero. They're probably cut in half because they'll still be uh, attempting to ship grain out the you know via rail out west through Europe, that sort of thing. Um, 
The bigger issue, as as we've discussed at length, is is Russia. If for some reason Russian wheat exports were to be disrupted because of the war, that would be the thing that would really be a driver of wheat prices. Russia is a huge wheat exporter. 25% of global wheat exports, I think, was the projection uh, for last year. I'm not sure about this year. But um, if that were disrupted, that would be incredibly friendly. And I don't think we're quite uh, to that point yet. Construction of new homes spiked in May. New U.S. home construction climbed 21.7% in May compared to the previous month. On an annual basis, new home construction increased by 5.7%. The beginning of construction on new houses increased to a 1.63 million annual pace last month, up from 1.34 million in April. So to clarify, this pace means that 1.63 million houses would be built over an entire year if construction took place at at the same rate every month as it did in May. Uh, the increase in construction is attributed to a lack of options in the resale market. Okay, so lack of options in the resale market is the key item there. If you own a home and you locked in your uh, mortgage rate at 3% before the rates rose, you don't want to move because if you move, you've got to swap that for like a six and a half, seven percent mortgage rate. So this is um, this is how you you fix this, I guess. And it's it's interesting that they're able to build so many new homes considering those high uh, mortgage rates. But I guess that's just how high the appetite is for housing, which is a, a really tight market uh, in the United States right now. Cattle market yesterday, I was not uh, paying attention. Yeah, cattle futures started the week lower yesterday. Live cattle futures closed an average of 149 lower. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 225 lower. Of course, cash trade has not taken off yet this week. Uh, choice box beef ended the day at 336.91 that was down 323 select was down 283 and that and that ended the day at 307.93 outside markets fairly quiet this morning u.s dollars about flat stocks are about flat to just marginally higher uh treasuries off a little bit uh gold's down two bucks crude oil's up 14 cents in the august wti at 71.33 have a great day today guys we'll talk to you on thursday